what uh, how do we even come into this how we follow that apparently the chaos theory was going down from eight to ten this morning because bucky's out here getting six points for hitting kids this this eight. is crazy man i'll tell you it's like yesterday yesterday i'm telling buck how great he is people are <laughs> counting on him and all this different shit and then he comes up with that <laughs> hey wags and i wanted bucky to hang around because look i i told you i do the farmer's almanac too it's a, a stocking stuffer. So I'm with Bucky on the weather thing. I saw this coming. I saw this coming, my man. Um, so, hey, welcome back, dude. Um, Thank you. I'm still a little tongue? under the weather. I got a hoodie on still, man. Yeah. Um, my son and I are still sick. Uh, but I, I feel a lot better today to where I'm, I don't have to consistently keep leaving the screen to go yeah. use the bathroom. Yeah. And I got it to like, it's. I'll, I got. I'm sitting on a blanket for provided, you know, extra cushion underneath my uh, my bunions here because, dude. Oh, yeah. I did that's a lot of wiping part. yesterday. I did a that's, lot of wiping, and that's, we are that's we're a little sore. We're a little little sore down when, there, my guy. When you have when you have that going on, I don't care how many plies you have of <laughs> of shit paper. It um, it's not going to help, and that's uh. Yeah, when when you text me yesterday and you're like, dude, I, I just can't. Oh, <laughs> like man, I mean, before like before we even, be and I if you guys have already, if, if you're eating your breakfast, I hope I hope uh, you can stomach this, or if you've already gotten it down, I hope you can stomach this because the aftermath that I felt like my son was sick too, right? So, yeah. Yeah. and he's 16, so I'm thinking, all right, you know, he's got it under control. Like we'll check on him, making sure that he's, you know, he's getting it down, you know. Puked in, in the bucket, which was good, but then dumped the dumped the bucket in the shower. Ugh. And that's where things Ugh. got a little bad. Cause then we had to unclog yeah. the shower. Dude. Uh uh. Uh oh, like man. I've been I've I've, I've, and um, that's... I've done some foul things before, but man, that was brutal. That's... You know how spaghetti leaves Whoa. like a, a residue in Tupperware? Yeah. Dude. The shower had residue, like the 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 bathtub oh, had God. residue. <laughs> yeah, but I was bleached out, man, dude. I was, oh, Lord, it was gross. It I was um, gross. yeah, don't get on a Delta flight. No, I feel you. We we talked about that Delta flight incident, man. Um, but thankfully, like I had been in my own, like I've sat in my own mess for days. You know, what I mean, in the military, just because sure. of training and and yeah. being on missions and stuff like that. You know, uh, so there's extremes that I've gone through, but man. I don't want to relive them or revisit them. You know what I'm saying? No, dude. That got me thinking, man. Remember in that scene in Shawshank, oh, how Andy Dufresne has to swim through the sewers? I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> I don't. Dude. Anyway, man. Welcome I, I, to Chaos Theory, Rodney. I, I have. I mean, I, I raised two girls that are in college with very long hair, and I would have to go in their shower and clean the drain out with 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 hair. You know, just hair. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but oh my god oh that. there was hair down there there was hair in the drain there was oh, vomit in the drain there was meat i would gladly take care I would, I would gladly take care hair uh, rather than what yeah oh my god dude that's and it's one thing if you if you weren't feeling like dog shit too i mean right, <laughs> right if right. you were okay that'd be one thing but oh my god yeah so hey at yeah. the bottom of the hour we got a special guest alex taylor beat writer for the cowpokes for wyoming cowboys he's gonna be coming on and talking a little bit about the breakdown about going into uh week three here hey look we can't overlook these Cowboys, no. man. An overtime no. win in week one against the Red Raiders, dude. And apparently, like, the Big 12 still goes through Lubbock. So, we still got to find out about that. And then, in another impressive win last week, 
I'm telling you right now, Rodney, this you better not be looking over you know your schedule thinking about other teams and not paying attention to these Wyoming cowpokes because uh, they might be coming in here to turn on some game here, man. I mean, what what more motivation do they need? I mean, to come in here and, and knock off, you know, Texas. Everybody or, gets or, up for or, Texas, remember? Everybody yeah. gets up for Texas. Everybody gets up for Texas. And now they're going to get up even more. I was talking about that yesterday to where uh, I really hope that that this team, this program is prepared because uh, that that intensity is ratcheted up even greater now with what with what happened this past weekend. So it's um it, it's and, and this is where I'm hoping this is where I'm hoping. And, I, and we've we've discussed this to where so much of this is the coaching part. This is where the coaching staff has to have these yeah. guys ready to go. You don't overlook these guys. You don't overlook why I'm you don't fucking overlook anybody at this right, right now. And and this this is something we've mentioned this in the past is playing down to your competition and and, and no offense to Wyoming because they're two and oh, a couple of impressive wins right there. But when I say down, I'm down talking about talent and so forth. i gotta let bianca in the door real quick i'm not i'm I'm not um you know you're going uh, to take a shit aren't you no i'm not leaving you i swear <laughs> to god i'm not gonna leave you solo i swear i'm just gonna walk away for two seconds that's, give me that's one fine that's fine but and, and we'll pick that up because that that really is the key how does how does the team respond is the the thing that that i really want to see you know we talked about it last week on the on the first drive what was the first drive going to look like against alabama right. well i'm curious to see what the what the initial um the, the first quarter, what the first quarter is going to be against Wyoming, because, dude, you're going to have, uh, I mean, this fan base, this fan base is rabid now. Um, and and I've been, I've been one that I've said it for years is this fan base. Now that you've won this game, hell, the fan, you're going to have all the fans in the world. Right. Um, maybe you lose that Alabama game. Eh, maybe folks are like, uh, no, we're going to hang out somewhere else and watch the game. But they're going to be out in force, dude. And the, this team, you said it. Don't overlook the Wyoming Cowboys. Ask tech, ask tech about that shit. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. And AP chimed, uh, comments with a, a great one here, too. Playing down is what we do. All the time. I, I, I feel this. I feel this so hard, man. Because, and I almost feel like it's my, and, I, and I'm, not a, I'm not a narcissist by any means, but man, Maryland didn't win that much when I was rooting for them, and when I got to Texas, they haven't. They haven't. They've lost like their winning ways. Like they've won, they've kind of been a little bit above mediocre, but it's still been bad. And I'm wondering if it if I'm if I'm the reason here, man. Mate, do I need to leave? Do I need to leave, man? No. But no. Uh, we also like JW Crunch here says piece of cake, piece of cakes. I mm, I don't know, man. Hey, that's great. That's great for him to think it. The, the the fucking team doesn't need to be thinking that. Right, exactly. Um, right? So the cigar, you know, all the smoking the cigars, that needs to go away. We need to get focused and get on point here to uh, beat down the Wyoming Cowboys because they're coming into Austin and they're going to be looking to, to steal a victory from us here. Look, um, Portland State, you know, Portland State, Got kind of handled. Got kind of handled by the Wyoming Cowpokes. I can't wait to see what this Pe- uh, Peasley can do, man, against an authentic defense like the Texas uh, Longhorns. I don't want to take anything away from the Red Raiders. I think they got a pretty decent defense too. But you, again, an overtime loss in Week One to the Cowboys got has me thinking that the Cowboys can come here and get ready to play in Austin. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, they've already done it once. I mean, you have to think if you're Wyoming, I mean, that big win, you know, over Texas Tech, I mean, how big was that? I mean, come and and I think for Wyoming, uh, I think realistically for them, um, they're they're believing they can win this ball game. But I, I think if, if they stay if they stay within arm shot of this, I think it's it's a win for them and a great payday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's the main thing that counts for them. But you, you can't you can't play down. You can't play down, and that that has been the problem. The, the hangover week is the one thing that worries me. That 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 honestly wags after the game on sat on Saturday night. I thought about that. I'm like, oh man, here we go, here we go. Um, you got to play up to the. I, I said it yesterday, dude. Every and and this is this is not coach speak. This is not anything. Every game is a big game, but now every game is a real damn big game because you have just vaulted yourself, and you're in the top four. I mean, you're in the top five. You are now a legit national championship contender. Yeah, like the rap, like a like what, um, excuse me, Jalen said too, and what Jake Bayless brings up. Jalen knows about the rap boys, and the whole team has to have that mentality. Not just that, you got to go out there with with murderous intent, man. You have to have nothing but hate. You have to be. You have to have a chip on your shoulder, Rodney. You have to think that you're the underdog. So you have to make that mentality. Remember that mentality that Jordan had. He would just make stuff up about. Oh, that coach didn't say hi to me when I was having dinner. Mm-hmm. Now I got to drop forty on him. Oh, this dude was talking about my mama. Oh, this dude, you know, he he dropped a bucket on me and he said he had like one of the hellacious games. He said my game can't play. Dude, whatever you got to do to get yourself in the mindset of beating up people, yeah. do that. Because you have to come out here and beat up the Cowboys. Right now, uh, 28 and a half point favorites by Caesars Palace. Or I, I joke that whenever I say Caesars Palace, that's Caesars Sportsbook, guys. Right. Just giving right. just putting it out there. But yeah, man, um, I think it's gonna be one hell of a game. The Longhorns, can they cover? Great teams cover, Rodney. Great teams cover. Um, I, I don't do. want to I don't want to overlook the Cowboys though, man. Like the the 28 and a half gives me a little bit of caution, man, because if if they were able to beat the Red Raiders in overtime, then they're able to win in close ball games. And if you let this turn into a close ball game, that kind of scares me a little bit, man. You saw them struggle a little bit against Rice, and then they had a, a, an excellent turnaround, the Longhorns did, against Alabama. So which team's going to show up on, on Saturday, man? That's the one thing I got to... I got to find out still. Uh, and I think I think you answer all of the questions that we're talking about right here about playing down and 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 maybe the national pundits that are that are waiting for Texas to to fall on their face like we have done, like we have done in the past. I think you come out quick start. I mean, put this thing to bed. Put this thing to bed, man. Go, go, have have a first half. Don't have a sixteen to three halftime lead because that that's where all the. T- that's where all that starts when you have something like that, because pe- people aren't going to, uh, I mean, critics are not going to, to to think about, well, it's a hangover weekend because of, of you know, the Alabama win. They're just yeah. going to go straight to the negative and they're going to find every problem that, 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 that whether obvious or not may be happening. But th- this, and I'm curious to see because the conversation has been about establishing the run game and here's, here's an opportunity to do that. But, but I'll tell you just, kind of doing some some research here on Wyoming, this seems to be what what they are able to contain well. So here you go. I mean, here, you, you want to establish a run game? Here's a good test right here. And this is a good test. I mean, you can't overlook this. I mean, there are no cupcakes. There are no cupcakes. 
And you have to you you have to take this Wyoming team seriously because I mean they're they're coming in, dude. They're coming in and they fired up, man. They got nothing but confidence. Who who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? I mean, this this is huge for them. I mean, you come in, you're you're two and zero. Oh. I mean, I'm sure a lot of folks are. You know, I'll be I'll be curious to see what, when and we Pe- talk. Peasley Pe- played decent ball, man. Peasley yeah. played. I mean, 350 yards through the air. I mean, so you, they don't go out there and 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 you know throw it all over the field vertically, but they they're very efficient and very uh very deliberate on where they put the ball at. But I mean, five touchdowns, one interception. He's played clean. Yeah. And of course, you know, we'll get the breakdown here in a little bit in in about 15 more minutes here. Um, but I wanted to, I, I didn't get a chance to talk pro ball and before, oh, yeah. we, you know, we start breaking down this, yeah. this Wyoming and, uh, you know, this Wyoming and, and, and Texas bout here, I want to get into some pro bowl, man, or, uh, some pro ball. What the hell do the New York jets do with the fallout in Aaron Rodgers? Four snap. I mean, literally how, how many minutes of ball did he play in a jets uniform? Not it's like five plays, man. So I mean, it, where do they stop the bleeding at the Jets? Do Gangrene's got a rally? You seen what they can do with that defense? Do they lie? Do they rely on the arm of Zach Wilson? The only thing that I could think about when this happened was when uh, Trent Green went down and just the face, like you saw the face on Robert Salah, right? One hundred. I, I thought the same thing. I almost tweeted out, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner, come on. Here we go. Here's the next big dude. I, I thought that exactly. See, that's All why I you could and hear I was Vermeil's that's why we're words. So good, dude. That, we're gonna rally was, around Kurt Warner. We're gonna that was rally around Kurt Warner. That's all I could hear was Vermeil yeah. saying that, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, the, you gotta go. I mean, call Tom Brady. There's, um, do you? I mean, seriously, do you really call Tom Brady? I would. I, I sure as hell. I, I mean, what, dude? I'm in sales. People tell me no all the time. So, I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is he's going to tell you no. And and that's and that's great. And you never know with him. He may tell you no today. I was taught a long time ago by a great mentor. No means no, not right now. No, not right now. I mean, you, you never know. I mean, but, I mean, Wilson, I mean, if this is a guy that you're going to roll out, here you go, you're going to Dallas. And that defense looks like it's lights out, man. It, it could be a tough sledding for him. I talked about it yesterday, though. The Cowboys talk about playing down to your competition when when you have a team that's ailing. And and this team, the Jets, appear to have the coronavirus with the problem they have right now. Uh, I mean, roll into Dallas and, hell, you may knock them off. I mean, I don't know. But uh, I, definitely, if you're the Jets, you better go find somebody because even if you're going to roll out with Wilson, who the hell are you going to have behind him? Well, you know? the thing that I want to – kind of address just a little bit is that zach zach wilson wasn't in the mentality to play the game exactly you know what i mean like and and for him to go out there and perform now of course that's let me walk that back a little bit i think every professional quarterback has the mentality of you're one snap away you're one play away of getting in the ball game um but to me you, you know how can how can zach i mean zach wilson's just seen the the quarterback that was you know, two years removed from MVP status, come in, uh, bring in his repertoire of wide receivers as well with Lazard and Cobb. Now he's been coached up by Aaron Rodgers for, you know, a preseason. And honestly, you thought that the reins were kind of taken off you. Like the 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 stress and all that added weight of the young on the young quarterback that to take a 
franchise like the New York Jets that hasn't had too much success, especially at the quarterback room, especially mm-hmm. in the quarterback room. Now you have to take this team and uh, essentially put them on your back and carry them to a championship. Zach Wilson wasn't ready for that, so they brought in Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was coaching Zach Wilson to carry that load, to cross-bear that weight. However, four plays into it, Aaron Rodgers goes down. So how in the hell does the mentality of Zach Wilson be prepared for going into that game and taking on uh, you know, taking on an NFL-caliber team? To me, Zach Wilson showed up. He did what he had to do. They were able to get out of there and beat the Buffalo Bills and, and – uh, and get on to the next week, Rodney, because that's what it has to come down to week to week. Now, where do you go from here? Do you plug and stop the bleeding and go find another quarterback? Or do you invest a whole bunch of trust into Zach Wilson? You still have Aaron Rodgers there. It's not like he can't coach him up. Yeah. And, Again, and I think, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, <laughs> maybe this is something, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, add to your legacy right here. I mean, talk, talking about with Kurt Warner and all of that, I mean, mentor this dude, continue to make him better. And, and, regardless they need to get somebody else in that quarterback room because they they're, they're going to need they're going to need somebody i mean because- Joe Flacco huh Joe Flacco i just really like Joe Flacco i think he throws a great ball hon that's some Baltimore coming out for and, you. And, that, and that's the other part of that. That's the other part of this is there are so many weapons around the quarterback. You know, it, it is a lot of panic right now with 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 them as, as obviously as it should be. But I mean, yeah, Flacco, you get a veteran in there. Uh, I know Matt Ryan. I know it did not end well for him. <laughs> and he's not done. I don't think he's retired. I don't think he's actually officially retired. But uh, I mean, put him in the right situation. We talked about that last week, dude. You get you get somebody. Uh, I mean, look at Geno Smith last year. You put him in the right situation, and boom, there you go. I mean, I think that's the best thing. Where where if if you're gonna if you're gonna take a, a flyer on one of these folks, whether it be Flacco, whether it be Matt Ryan, um, I know a lot of folks are talking about getting Colt. That's great. Yes, Colt would be great to have there. But look, man, I I love Colt McCoy. I love Colt McCoy. I think Colt McCoy is just as good as Matt Ryan at these days. Well, but he, here's the thing that concerns me about uh, about Colt McCoy. Think think about when 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 he led the the Washington team, you know, beat the Cowboys on on Monday night. A week later, he gets knocked out. I mean, he's out. Then then he's hurt again, and that was several years ago. It's an older quarterback. Um, that's the thing that concerns me about all of these guys. And I've heard the Cooper Rush uh, conversation right there. Honestly, if the Jets went out and got Cooper Rush, think about what what he did last year when when Dak was down. Uh, I mean that that's that's the kind of guy that you need in there that can guide this offense, where it's not going to be solely on him to make this offense do what it's intended to yeah, do. Yeah, and that's a good point too because Dallas, to the the Cowboys have a lot of players in that quarterback room. They're very crowded right now. So what do you, I mean, and maybe this is the reason why you, you know, you traded for a Trey Lance, you know what I mean? Maybe to, to move him around in some places that you know, um, right now the value for Trey Lance has kind of gone up a little bit. If you're the Jets, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like if you're looking in that Cowboys room and being like, Hey man, we need a quarterback, but do you solely put it on Trey Lance? I don't think Trey Lance is the play. I think Cooper rush, a, you know, a quarterback that we've seen make the throws in an established system. I think that's actually the move. If you're going with Trey Lance, you essentially have Trey Lance on your bench right now yeah. with Zach Wilson. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just adding Zach Wilson too prototype is what you're doing if you bring that dude in i mean if they were if they were aggressively going to try to make a deal with the cowboys for for one of those quarterbacks i would go to cooper rush i mean because uh, he's a proven commodity as they say in the business world where that's a dude you've watched you've watched him do what you need to do and 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 with this team 
It really is. You you don't you don't need somebody to come in and be Patrick Mahomes. You don't need somebody to come in and be Joe Burrow. Well, not not this past weekend, Joe Burrow. You you don't need you don't need a franchise quarterback. You just need to get somebody in here that's going to be able to guide the fucking ship and get you down the road. And and the bottom line is that AFC East, dude, Miami, Tua, hell, yeah. week one knee jerk reaction, Miami to the Super Bowl. All right, are you oh, serious? Oh, that's what you're calling right now. No, I'll tell no, you what, I'm when saying Hill gets like that, man. No, dude, when no. Tyreek Hill gets like that, he's uncoverable, man. The separation that he is able to make in that secondary, dude, I, I really don't see too many people able to cover him, man. You got to put a blanket on him. You got to surround that dude, roll him up like in the, like a burrito, my man. Yeah. 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 No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Hey, Grant right there. I love the cut. And that's another name that has come up. Uh, call the old man out of retirement with 14 kids. Yeah. If I were him, I'd be like, I, I would be calling the jets. If I were him, I'm like, dude, all these, uh, I got to get out of this house, man. Uh, please, please, please let me. You're, you're going to bring. So yeah. Grant wants Phil rivers to come out of Phillip retirement rivers. with his yeah. football team and come on in. Cause Phil rivers has his own football team himself that he's, you know, hauling around in that van. Is well, Phil Rivers was the emergency quarterback play for San Francisco last year. Mm -hmm. They were thinking about calling him for Brock Purdy, but hey, Brock Purdy is is no longer Mister Revelant. He is Mister Established because that mm -hmm. dude is a bona fide baller in the NFL. Man, now look, can you know can the Jets kind of get lucky and find a quarterback on the on the low? I don't I don't think so. I think what we just talked about calling Dallas. You know, seeing what they can get for a a run, or seeing if somebody else is available in that Dallas Cowboy quarterback room. That is obviously the play for me. I don't know if going out and calling a Tom Brady or calling a Phil Rivers or, you know, Cam Newton. I don't think uh, I don't think the quarterbacks that have happened in the past, maybe a Matt Ryan, maybe a, maybe a Matt Ryan. But I still think Colt. I think Colt McCoy is just as good as Matt Ryan in the stages right now for Matt Ryan. Well, and this could be another this could be another situation if you don't if you do go get Colt. I mean, imagine the tutelage that that you would have going on right there with with Aaron Rodgers and Colt for for Wilson. I mean that that I mean that 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 can only help that. Um, I don't Dave know. says that can't do it because he's too busy slaying Beaver. Well, that's okay. Uh, that that that's a good problem to have right there. Ooh. Daryl uh, G here with a Carson oh, Wentz. Suggestion. You want to ruin your season? You have such aspirations. You want to go get that dude? <laughs> uh, well, hold on here. But look at what, what do you think he could do with Hackett? That's a great point, dude. And, and again, th this goes back to situation. Exactly to what you're speaking right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, he's available. Yeah, and and that that's the bad thing for him, you, you know. With Carson Wentz, you 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 have you have a season or two, you you have those seasons that are so great, and then you were just set up to fail, you know. Right. And, and it and it's so the, the spotlight is always on the quarterback when that happens to the quarterback because it's it's the most uh it's the most obvious, it's the most spotlighted person on one of these teams, and and then when they go in there and and, and they fuck up and they're not what they're supposed to be in getting all of this money. I mean, it goes solely on them, and that goes back to the psyche that we talk about, dude. Um, he, he Wentz doesn't have a job right now. Um, talk about motivation. Talk about motivation. Shit, get him on the team. Comes yeah. in and says Colt and maybe Jameis Winston. Yeah, we've thrown out Colt so far, but yeah, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston made a cameo not yeah. too long ago. Just just a couple of you know yesterday or on Sunday rather when he got to talk about mm -hmm. a play, saying yes, 
I, I, you know, I confirm with Derek Carr here, we should throw the long ball to Sheed here. You know what I mean? So he's just sitting on the bench getting, you know, getting some, getting some time looking over some game film and whatnot, learning from Derek Carr or whatnot. But, hey, let's remember, Jameis Winston, he's got an arm. He's got a cannon. He can throw it through the air of MetLife here. The only thing is, is it going to be sound throws? Is it going to be uh, throws that are well-wanted? You know what I mean? Or, or I guess, uh, on the flip side of that, could he throw you 30 interceptions? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot to go with Jameis Winston. But, I mean, there's still a ceiling there, but the – the floor for Jameis Winston is still very low, man. That's the one thing for me. Is he a proven quarterback? Sure. But again, if he's been able to take some of the the ill-advised throws out of his repertoire, then yeah, maybe you give the guy a shot. But again, that's another quarterback room you call too. Let's see what St. Louis is doing. Or not St. Louis, uh, New Orleans is doing. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it really doesn't matter who, whoever. I mean, maybe maybe a couple of these guys, because like I said a while ago, you're going to get them on the cheap, um, and and that's. I mean, you bring them in, and you know, I'm really curious to see what the focus is going to be at this point, and and I guess we just have to wait for that first ball to drop to see who they bring in, right? If they're going to go to try to negotiate, because if if you go and you're trying to make a deal. In my opinion, if you're going to try to make a deal with with another club, you're probably going trying to find your your starter. Um, if if you start getting guys like Colt, I mean, I see Teddy Bridgewater just popped up there. I've heard that as well. You go to get Jameis. I mean, I, I, honestly, if you go to get Jameis, Jameis Winston, I, I would I would get him to insert him as the starter because I, I think that's a dude that like you said, uh, under the tutelage right there of, 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 yeah, you put him with Hackett and, and I think that can turn into something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I think that's something with that, a that can, with a, with a championship level defense, like the Jets have, that's the whole thing. If we were, if we were talking about a team that, that, that had gaping holes throughout, you, you know, all three phases of the, of the, uh, of the football team where, where there was going to be issues right there, this conversation would be an entirely different one, but this is a team that was, that is built to win. This is a team that for the last several years, you've been putting the pieces in place. Finally, you go out and get the quarterback that that you think is going to be the one that's going to be your franchise quarterback and take you to the next level, and boom, he's gone. So Sorry, I'm dehydrated. That's all right. You and Bucky. <laughs> so that's that's the whole thing. I, I mean, you, you get somebody in there. Big-ass cup of, of water here, man. I'm trying yeah, to stay man. hydrated, dude. I'm still under the weather, bro. Still under the weather, man. That doesn't go away, man. What 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 you guys are dealing with that that shit literally doesn't just stop. I mean, right. it's like it stays with you. Yeah, it you can't even put a cork up in there, man. A couple more minutes before we get back into some cowboy and Longhorn talk here. Just finishing up a little bit of our thoughts on the Jets and what they need to do in terms of a succession plan for Aaron Rodgers again one's in place with Zach Wilson but I don't think that's been able to come into fruition yet I think the whole entire plan was to have Zach Wilson there under the tutelage of Hackett and the combination of Hackett and Rodgers and learning pretty much on the fly seeing real life game time situations and learning from Aaron Rodgers that's what Aaron Rodgers like Aaron Rodgers took three years and learned uh under the tutelage of Brett Favre now one could argue that Favre's mentality isn't really the type of gunslinger mentality you want on every level of uh of NFL team but still the gunslinger knew how to go out there and, and win games and win ball games some ill-advised throws sure um but again you'd like to think that Aaron Rodgers learned from those ill-advised throws and just took the great from Brett Favre and left the bad because Aaron Rodgers has usually had a really good TD to interception ratio 
Mm-hmm. Brett yep. Favre, not so much. Now, what do you, I mean, and hell, we'll see, we'll see if that comes to fruition for Jordan Love as well. He was able to sit under the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers as well. However, I just think, you know, given it would have played out the entire season and, and who knows, maybe even, you know, next season too, and then have Zach Wilson step in and take over the reins, that would have bowed out a lot better. Everybody knows that would have bowed out a lot better for Zach Wilson. Yeah, but a knee-jerk reaction, shock and all, you're thrown into the fire, you're thrown into the limelights there of New York. Welcome back, Zach Wilson. QB number two is actually QB number one. And how about this, Wags? And it's the one thing I think that so many, it's kind of swept under the rug right here. They won the game. Yeah. You know, it, uh, I know Josh Again, Allen. Nasty defense. But hold on now. We can't get, we got to give roses to Garrett Wilson as well. Cause Zach Wilson threw a nice, well, I guess he intended the target was the back shoulder. Yeah. But it got a little bit away from him. It still, still threw a little bit forward of the receiver. But Wilson was still interfered with and he had to actually make a play like, a, like he back palmed or whatever mm-hmm. the damn ball, and then was able to bat it and tip it back to himself and still made the catch one-handed after getting interfered with. That's a special player, a special talent, making special catches like that, man. And it's only going to happen a lot more going forward in the NFL. And look, that's got to be a tremendous, tremendous weapon for Zach Wilson moving forward. And then Brees Hall. Brees Hall being able to, to uh, reemerge and, and look you know, look like the Brees Hall of old. Now, he's still, I mean, look, my uh my my kid was giving him a little bit of grief because he lost a little bit of steam but dude he started that was that was on the two yard line that was a 98 yard run yeah i mean the dude and the bottom line comes down to these guys are paid professionals this this is a game i mean it's still a game but i mean how about how about this story right here for the jets i mean this is this is a time for them to do something really special I i don't give a damn who you bring in um you know, with with hard knocks and and getting we we get to see the Aaron Rodgers chemistry there and, and invigorated Aaron Rodgers really seem to be loving the game again after all of the shenanigans that that we've watched from him. I mean, seemed to be a really team guy, and then it, it, this happens. I mean, Cinderella story right here, dude. Um, th- this is where and and then in, in this market in New York for crying out loud and with the history of the jets i mean super bowl three man it's been a it's been a minute it's been a minute this is an opportunity for these guys to do something really special and i tell you what was what was really impressive uh, on monday night was with the shell shock right there when when rogers goes down and we all had a pretty good idea what what this injury was and the I, I it was ankle. It. But how about trey dude trey was all over it dude he goes ah it looks like an achilles oh he's I'm a like, doctor what? he's a doctor i mean that's that's that, that's what happens with that i dude. got aaron i took aaron Rodgers in the 10th round of my fantasy league in dynasty so i'm here, over here sweating i'm like please just let it be an ankle man just well, let it be an but, ankle. but but the jets kind of to my point right there the jets could have been like man you, you could have popped the balloon and they'd have been like oh but man, that they, yeah. they rose to the, yeah, yes, no. Buffalo helped them. Josh Allen helped them, but so oh, come on, man. The defense helped them. The defense helped them. Don't just give it all to Josh Allen. It was a combination of, of factors that, that helped them, but they won the game. And if they can find a way to win games, that's what it's all about. No all right, about. we're about to bring Alex on here, but before we do, why don't you hit him with a covert real quick, Rodney? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Don't forget, coming up on Friday, uh, we will be out at Covert B Caves, as you will have your meet and greet out there with our man, uh, Casey Studdard. How about that right there? The Minister of about Meat. Party. No, yeah, yeah. The Minister of Meat, as I like to call him. It is uh, Casey Studdard. 
Oh, man, go on out there, have some great conversations with him. It is Covert Bee Caves, 42 acres in bee caves out in the hill country. Beautiful views out there. Three state-of-the-art dealerships carrying seven brands of OEMs, as I like to call them in the racing world. It's the Rams, the Jeeps, the Dodge, Chrysler, Cadillac, GMC, and Buicks. And, of course, you've got uh, Covert Hutto, which is, uh, that's the Ford. That's the Ford brand out there off 79. And Covert in Austin is your Ford and Lincoln. Covert will also service all makes and models of vehicles in their 86 service bays out there. So, like I say, don't mess with that yourself. Take it to them. Let them handle that for you. It is our great partners out at Covert Bee Caves. And be sure to check out all of their specials because, like we like to talk about here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, they don't do monthly specials. They don't do tax-free weekend specials. They don't do holiday specials. They do weekly specials. And you can find all of those at CovertBeeCaves.com. Check out the inventory online, or you can stop by doing it for many, many years, all the way back since 1907. Say hello to Dan Covert out there in Bee Caves. It is the Covert family of dealerships. You are not going to beat a Covert deal. Not now, not ever. No, you will not. All right, let's welcome on Alex Taylor right now. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore M underscore Taylor 22. He's the beat writer for the Wyoming Cowpokes and all YO sports there. We welcome him on. How's your morning going right now, man? Oh, it's going pretty well, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Fantastic, dude. Well, uh, again, welcome. And, you know, thank you for joining Texas Sports Unfiltered on your Wednesday morning, dude. The only thing that I can say right now that I wish is that we were up in Wyoming instead of down in Austin. Because the temperatures here, my guy, the temperatures it's cooling off. Yeah, they're starting. The it's it's a temperate ninety five right now. Yeah, Austin, I wonder Texas. if uh, I wonder if Texas Tech fans were saying that same thing two weeks ago, and uh, then they ran I don't into know, some, man. But look altitude. at you guys shocking the world, going in week one with an overtime win. Um, and I, I guess I mean, does the does the Big Twelve run through Laramie now? You know, that's the joke. Uh, well, right? I made a I made a joke before the season, but uh, I literally tweet I tweeted out uh, like if Wyoming beats Texas Tech in, in Texas, they automatically get an in, invitation to the Big Twelve. So yeah. halfway there, <laughs> love it, love it. All right, so again, everybody watching, we also encourage you to hit us up in the chat line right now. Ask Alex anything that you want to ask him about the the Wyoming Cowpokes here as we break down some of the best things that they do and what we'll probably see on Saturday and how and how they they come into Austin you know, after a huge victory against Alabama and, and try and shock the world again like they did in week one. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious. This is their first road game. They were home twice. Uh, so, I mean, I, I haven't seen them on the road yet, but this is – their strength is their maturity. I mean, you got – obviously this COVID year, everybody's kind of dealing with that, but you got fifth, six-year guys on here that have all played together all the way through. So, this is uh, – they went from – they were, like, bottom 20. I think they were one of the youngest teams last year, and all those guys came back for the most part. So, I mean, now they went from the youngest team in the Mountain West to, to one of the more experienced ones in, in a year. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah. A lot of chemistry we talked about. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about Peasley uh, just a little bit ago. Look, the dude, I mean, doesn't really light it up too much through the air, but plays really efficient football, man. Five touchdowns so far and and pretty clean football with only one interception. Yeah, that was uh, his problem last year. I mean, he, 
he was so up and down. So they played at Illinois to start the season last year, and it was kind of a disaster. But then he kind of – that was his first start. He transferred here from Utah State last year. But he's – he was 52.4% completion last year, which – Obviously, isn't going to cut it, and that 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 is kind of his target of where to improve. And I think wasn't uh, that completion percentage was right around. I think it was forty or fifty three percent against Texas Tech. So I mean, still not great. But then he just came out, played three quarters last weekend against Portland State, and it was up around seventy. And he had a uh, like you said, they don't they don't really air it out, but they. I mean, he had career high that was he had three touchdown passes mm-hmm. last week so i mean it's kind of that it's they're not gonna throw 50 yard verticals like texas tech right. or, or texas but they're kind of just chipping away and it's it's kind of the opposite of what a lot of these big 12 schools do but the the passing game kind of complements the running game instead of the other way around yeah well let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about that right there uh first alex um, in terms of the plan of attack for the Cowpokes moving forward on Saturday, is it to keep them all? Is it to keep the Longhorns off balance with the rushing attack, or or and try to basically throw off of their run? Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, Craig Bull's strength is. I think the the goal is going to be to keep Texas off the field yeah. as well their offense as much as possible. I mean, obviously, you have Wyoming's offense is kind of built on these 15 play eight minute drives where Quinn Ears is sitting on the sideline. So he can't, he can't hurt you if he's not in the game. And I think that, uh, that strategy is going to be pretty similar this weekend. I mean, obviously it's going to be a tough, like if that were is to happen, you have to get first downs and their, their running game hasn't, hasn't been where they want it to be up to this point. Um, but they will have, so Harrison Whaley, yeah. I don't know if he'll start, but he's coming. He's going to make his debut. He transferred to Wyoming from Northern Illinois. He had 900 rushing yards in the MAC last year, so he'll. I think they're going to give him a pretty significant role out of the backfield, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being the starter for the rest of the season after this one. But we'll we'll see how much he plays. Yeah. Alex, let's go over the defensive side. I know one of the things here um, in Austin, in the Austin area, that obviously with what Texas has done to this point, um, and for years, it seems like it in this regime, we've talked about we need to establish the run game is what people are just yearning for uh, as Longhorn fans. Um, it, it really seems like the Cowboys are 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 good at containing the run game. Kind of talk, talk on the de- defensive side there uh, with the Wyoming Cowboys. Yeah, I'd be shy. I mean, just kind of going over what Texas has done up to this point. I mean, obviously, they've really struggled at establishing that run game in their first two games. And, and I don't I don't see it getting uh, any better this weekend. I mean, I, I think a lot of these players on Monday were talking about you have to make these you have to make a team like Texas one dimensional. So I think yep. if, if Texas is going to be Wyoming, it's going to be in the air. It's like they have they have four. Uh, preseason all-conference defensive linemen by Phil Steele. Um, And, I mean, they have Maud West preseason defensive player of the year at linebacker. And they're they're deep on the defensive line. So I think I would be pretty surprised if Texas is able to just come out and run for 15-yard gains here and there. Like, I I think if Texas – 
wants to win this game by running the ball, I think that's going to be a mistake because mm. Texas's biggest strength is these quick drives where you're obviously they want a balanced attack, but Wyoming's biggest weakness is I'd say if there's any weakness on the defense, it's going to be that secondary. And I think that's, that's where it comes down to that defensive line, getting pressure on Quinn ears to make him uncomfortable. So he doesn't have all day to throw and kind of just tear their secondary apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex, you, you spoke about how the Longhorns were going to have to win through the air and, and kind of take the the approach of, you know, an aerial assault. We've seen in the past two weeks that Sark likes to come out high tempo and throwing the ball. Um, what, do you think you're, you know, the Wyoming Cowboys will will struggle with dealing with the up-temp, the up-tempo? Because in week one, they played the Texas Tech Raiders, who are very known for their high up-tempo and uh, high-caliber offense. You uh, and Throughout the past two weeks, you've seen kind of like the schedule or the script of the playbook with Sark, you know, up tempo, up tempo, up tempo, and then in the the latter part of the the game, then they start to run the ball and establish the run because I guess the defense is is already worn down a little bit, and now they throw in a little bit of that off balance attack. And my God, you're starting to see third and eights turn into you know delayed RPOs, and all of a sudden, you know, they they stretch for eight yards to twelve yards and picking up new fresh sets of downs. Yeah, I think what what really killed Texas Tech in week one was they, they get up 17-0. So they – two quick touchdowns. I mean, they had like a five-play, like less than two-minute drive. And I think it ended with like a 40-yard touchdown pass. So they got up. The passing game was – got them up 17-0. And then they tried to go to the run game. And it didn't – like they, they just had so many drives stalled in the – I think they scored three points between the second quarter to overtime. And that was – they kind of just went away from the passing game. So, I think I, – I would – like I said before, I mean, I would be pretty surprised if Texas takes that same approach where you get up early and then you kind of put it on autopilot and try yeah. and run, run three quarters yeah. off the clock when yeah. in reality it's only – 17-0 game. So I think I think I don't think Quinn Ears will will be sitting in the third quarter in a game like this. I mean, I know it's a 28-point spread, but I would right. be I would be personally be like from what I know about Wyoming, I I would be pretty surprised if it's a blowout at halftime. Yeah, yeah um, no, I agree. Alex, yeah. every, and we're speaking with um, Alex Taylor. You can find him on Twitter at Alex underscore M underscore Taylor 22. Um, Alex, Rodney and I talk about this all the time. Everybody gets up for Texas. It doesn't matter who you are. It's, it's a, you know, you see it on the schedule. It doesn't matter what record Texas is. It's a $2.1 billion college revenue uh, institution, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um Everybody gets up for for Texas, man. I don't foresee the Wyoming Cowboys not getting up for Texas. So I think it's going to be a tremendous ball game. What are your thoughts on what you think is going to unfold on Saturday? Yeah, kind of going back to your last question. I mean, that tempo, Texas, kind of like not as quick as Texas Tech, but that high tempo. So Wyoming having that game against Texas Tech already under their belt. And then Portland State, obviously it's an FCS school, but they sure. they also play high Very tempo, bad. no yeah. huddle. And so I think that experience helps. And I, I think – I don't think they're going to have a problem being motivated on, on Saturday to go 
win, compete, whatever you want to say, but it's um, – I don't know. I'm sure you saw on the broadcast after the game, Andrew Peasley was like, yeah, we took him to the deep end and, and they folded. And, uh, I mean, they were they were 14-point underdogs at home to start the season. They're 28-point underdogs going on the road at Texas. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think this uh, – this team cares what, what yeah, Vegas right. thinks, what what fans in Austin think, and what national writers think. I mean, obviously, Craig Bull knows. He said he said it in his press conference on Monday. This is the best Texas team I've ever seen, and that goes back. He was a defensive coordinator at Rice in the, in the late '90s. I mean, he's played Texas at almost a dozen times, I think, and, and and so that that says a lot about what. Like veteran coach like Craig Bull is saying yeah. about about this year's team. Yeah, yeah. And nobody enters the fight thinking that they're going to get their ass kicked. That, that's Alex, right. You know that's I mean? right. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, talk about that part because Craig Bull. I mean, this is you don't see coaches with tenure. I mean, it's ten years for him at Wyoming, and I mean, you've had bowl victories. I mean, this is um, success. It's kind of one of those programs that maybe kind of flies under the radar just a little bit with the success that he has had there and the success of the program. Just kind of speak to him. I mean, because you you nailed it right there. When you have a veteran coach like that, dude, that that is how you get prepared for huge games like this. Yeah, he. Uh, it was funny when uh, Texas Tech went up 17-0 in the first quarter. I had a bunch of fans tweeting at me to fire bowl, fire bowl. <laughs> and uh, it's, I, it's just I, like for a school like Wyoming, like just – where it's at in the landscape of, of college football. I mean, I don't know who else you would bring in that would be able to do what he's done. I just wrote a column uh, this morning, but he's, he's at at least six wins. So he's been bowl eligible uh, all six of the last year, uh, six seasons, if you exclude the COVID year. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, I think for a program like Wyoming, I mean, it's kind of, it's a lot like where Boise State's at now, where it's like you can get – you can get to that national level, but how I don't know how sustainable it is yeah, sustainable in the long now. term, especially with the transfer portal. And that's another thing about Craig Bull. He got absolutely killed in the with the transfer portal two years ago. I mean, I think he had a, a ton of guys leave, and a lot of them were saying that it, he just didn't have relationships with these players, and and that was that's been a big emphasis for him over these last two years is um they he did really well in the transfer portal this offseason and i they they had more guys coming in than going out which is uh seems to be a rarity these days but he's i mean he's really he's he's late 60s but he's really adapted to what college football is now especially in a place like laramie i mean it's yeah. 30,000 people here i mean it's 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 the only four-year university in this in the state so i mean he's yeah. He kind of knows what Wyoming football is, and he's embraced that and kind of made it what what you guys see on paper now. Well, we're going to embrace the battle coming up on Saturday, that's for sure. But before we let you get out of here, man, I noticed your your shirt, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your fighting (laughs) Dan Campbells, man. How are like besides the Jets? The Lions were probably the most hyped up team in the preseason of the NFL this year. And look, dude. They not only did they bite off one kneecap, they bit both kneecaps <laughs> off, bro. How are you feeling about your uh your lions there? You're fighting Dan Campbell's. Oh, uh, so I'm I'm a Michigan guy originally. So this is uh this is the first time I've been able to wear this shirt and not have to like wear a sweatshirt <laughs> over it. Uh it's uh it's fun, it's 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 weird because I've never 
I mean, maybe with Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, like maybe 10 years ago or so, I mean, obviously they had some hype with, with that team, but I've never, I've never flipped on ESPN and and seen the lions on there. It's, it's bizarre. So it's, I'm trying to like tamper my expectations (laughs) and, and, uh, but no, I'm excited. It's uh, I was watching that game. And so in Wyoming, there's a, there's a lot of Broncos fans, but there's also a lot of Chiefs fans. Um, and so I was at the bar watching that game on Thursday, and I'm wearing this shirt. Right. And uh, right. a bunch of people are just Kansas City fans, and they're all pouting and uh, <laughs> crying into their into their beers at the bar. And I'm just like smiling ear to ear. Feels good. Yeah, you gotta like what's going on there. A lot of high potent offense there with uh, with St. Brown and of course golf at the helm there. And a lot of people were kind of you know saying finally you know you know, finally Matt Stafford is 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 out of uh, out of Detroit and finally in a place where he can win. Well, you know, not so fast, my friends. To quote the old uh, football coach of Lee Corso, because it looks like. Jared Goff and company has come to play business here in Detroit, dude. The dude is a winner. I've always thought the dude was a winner. I think he got a bad rap in LA. They shipped him out way too early. And look, it's going to pay dividends for Detroit. Yeah, I don't know who I dislike more between the the Bears and Packers, but it felt pretty good to watch the Bears be so bad again. Uh, And then obviously the Vikings lose to Baker Mayfield. Uh, I feel I am kind of worried about – Jordan Love and the Packers. I mean, he looks pretty. I mean, obviously it was the Bears' defense, but we'll see. He's a uh, he's a Mountain West guy. Jordan Love. He was from. Uh, he went to Utah State. Utah State. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. But I think Jared Goff has really proved Sean McVay wrong, just in terms of mm-hmm. obviously that that trade couldn't have worked out better for either side. I mean, the Rams got a Super Bowl. The Lions got all the guys that they've drafted in the first right. round, first and second round the last couple of years. And it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's far. He, he's, I don't, I'm still not convinced he's the guy to win you a Super Bowl, but he's probably a guy that can win you a playoff game or two, which yeah. the Lions haven't done in, since I've been born. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, the Jets will take him. The Jets hey, would have him in a heartbeat. I wanted to ask you that part, Alex, because uh, so for you as a, as a Detroit, as a Detroit Lions fan, I mean, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I mean, he has broken my Cowboys heart so many different times. And when I see what happens on Monday, I mean, I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your thoughts on that, dude. He was like, Man, yeah, what, what a way I, to well, go I, felt, I just felt bad for him. Obviously you don't root for injuries on anybody but at at the same time it was kind of just ironic because all the hard knocks and all the hype and then it's it's september 11th and uh i think there was an article where deshaun kaiser the first thing uh aaron Rodgers had said to deshaun kaiser was uh do you think 9-11 was real (laughs) and then he uh and then he tears his head on 9-11 on his his third snap of the season or whatever so obviously you don't root for that i mean kind of changed the whole trajectory of that game i mean obviously the jets still won but i'm kind of uh i was on the side of i'm just glad that i don't have to watch aaron Rodgers in the nfc north anymore (laughs) and now you don't have to watch him at all but i will see if he comes back uh next year we'll I, I don't know. It's going to be a hard injury to come back from, especially at yeah. his age, 39 yeah. years old and Achilles injury, man, that's tough, man. But that's if you're tough. in great shape, we'll, yeah. we'll see what can happen. Somebody, yeah. somebody had asked me on uh, Twitter uh, if, if the lions should give up 
Teddy Bridgewater if the Jets sent back like a third or fourth round pick. And I just like I feel like I mean you've you saw it on on Monday, but like those backup quarterbacks are so valuable yeah. now, especially yeah. with running as a quarterback being such a big part of the game. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers isn't a scrambler, but it's anything can happen. So I mean you paid you're, the Lions are paying Teddy Bridgewater for a reason, so like, I don't think w- the pick that you got back would be worth not having that insurance behind Jared Goff. Right. So. You, you, yeah, have you need to, a better a return yeah, on investment. You, you sure. have to have them ready, and I think that's the one thing that, that a lot of teams fail on that, to where they don't have that next dude ready to go. And it's, I mean, you look across the NFL, I mean, and, it, and it's very likely that, I mean, your quarterback's going to miss a game or two, and you got to have somebody in the holster that can get in there and hold their shit together. Yeah, you should, uh, after your show, you should look up uh, Wyoming versus Boise State last year. Uh, So Andrew Peasley got a concussion the week before. And so Wyoming and Boise State were basically playing for a spot in the Mountain West Championship game late November. And so Wyoming was starting their backup quarterback. And he ended up, I think it was 3 of 15 for, I want to say like 30 yards and he had three three picks and two of the picks were in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter it was they were i think it was tied and uh threw a pick in the back of the end zone on what would have been a game-winning drive uh instead of kicking a field goal to go to overtime so then they lost and dagger that was basically how their season ended (laughs) dagger he is alex uh, he is Alex Taylor. You can find him on Twitter at Alex underscore M Taylor 22. Alex, you going to be making a trip down to Austin? Yeah, I'm uh, leaving. I always fly out of Denver, so I'll be leaving uh, Denver tomorrow morning. Um, I'll be in Austin Thursday through Sunday. So I love it, brother. Well, you have a safe flight, man. Make sure you check out some of the barbecue, dude. Hit me up if you need any barbecue spots. We'll make sure that it happens right. for you. For sure, guys. Well, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for Thanks, coming Alex. on to uh, it, man. Chaos Theory for Texas yes, Sports Unfiltered, man. We appreciate your work, dude. Thank you. And there he goes right there, man. Hey, look, he broke it down, dude. They don't really stretch the field vertically, but they actually play very efficient football. They and do. they got a lot of galvanized chemistry there, and they know how to win. And and I think the, the confidence that he has, as long as that's instilled in that football team, the confidence that you hear in his voice. And like we talked about, you've got a veteran football coach. You've got a guy that has been at this for a long time, and he can prepare this team. And and I think part of that is, Wags, you go back and you, you've already done it once. Yes, not the magnitude of beating Texas and Austin. But, dude, you, you already came back and, and what you did against Texas Tech. And like you said, they trailed I mean, 17 to nothing in that ballgame. And they came back and won that against, uh, against a team that they probably should have, shouldn't have had a chance against. I mean, just think about the, just think about the, the, the confidence that that team's rolling up, up here with, dude. And that's, that's 90% of the battle right there, man. And that's just it. Like week, week one should have made you a believer. Right. Absolutely. Being able to, being able to get the overtime victory in, uh, you know, uh, in Lubbock or whatnot, or excuse me, not in Lubbock, but it was in Laramie. Yeah, it's up there. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, and then going out and then seeing, you know, seeing this game on your schedule, which was ultimately the Super Bowl. So you got your conference championship basically with, you know, the Red Raiders. And then two weeks later, you got your Super Bowl with Texas. Now, if God, Rodney, I can't believe I'm going to say this. If for some godforsaken reason that the Cowboys do win on Saturday, 
you got to think if you're the Cowboys fans, if you're if you're Alex Taylor and company and the beat writers for the for YO Sports, goodness, you actually have a, your your chance of a twelve uh, a twelve win season here, man. So my God, dude, like I said, everybody gets up for Texas. I hope Texas is just able to beat the beat the cupcake and i don't, I don't want to call wyoming a cupcake especially after the past two weeks of being able to handle up tempo football yeah. but man your your favorite 28 and a, and a half points here rodney you got to take care of business well, and you got to do it from the get-go and honestly in my in my opinion you, you know with that because we, we've talked about it a lot and a lot of folks have said you know you know with with the cupcakes and it was supposed to be rice and 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 wyoming rice was the cupcake this is hardly a cupcake. I mean, you, and not just because they're two and zero right now, not just because they beat Texas tech, go back and look at the resume of this program. This is a winning football program. The, this team is, has won bowl games. It, it won three straight bowl games. I mean, and that's a big damn deal. That is a big damn deal. Um, have we won three straight bowl games? <laughs> you know, um, that, that this is hardly a cupcake. And, and that's why you cannot overlook this squad. Because they're coming in and and wags, what do they have to lose? That's I, what I'm saying, man. They nothing, not damn thing. nothing, man. You're gonna not go in there thing. and you know give one of the best fights of your life against one of the, the uh, not one of the the biggest revenue oh, uh, college institutions in the nation, man. Which is the Texas Longhorns, two point one billion dollars of revenue that this school brings in. And my, that's why they're that's why they are everybody Super Bowl man. They are the damn New York Yankees of college football. Hey man, in just a couple minutes, it's going to be time for hanging with Harge. But we before we get you going and off with him, we got to tell you about our friends at Audiovisual Consultations. Five one two two five five eight six seven eight. Tom McKay and the crew are the best in the business, setting the standard in audiovisual automation for the past thirty five years since nineteen eighty eight. You don't know what you want in your house? Look at the gallery of projects that they've done on their website at avconsultations.com i got two flat screen tvs right in my game room i also got two arcade units with an arcade system right in front of me that you guys see i got a whole gaming system and a whole gaming network here right in front of me that i'm looking at you guys at or you're staring at me through and then downstairs downstairs i got the dream theater system that we can watch all of our movies on you make it happen with audiovisual consultations 512-255-8678 best in the business setting the standard in audiovisual automation the smart guys that never make you feel dumb as bk likes to say all right Let's bring on our guy, Mike Harge. It's time for Hanging with Harge, and uh, he's going to get you cooked up for the next hour right now, man. Um, if he is right there, he is. My guy, he's He had to the come back from man. the piano. He was playing the piano. He's sitting there serenading yeah, yeah. me a little yeah, bit. The, there with <laughs> the first Noel or, or whatnot. That's the, only, that's the first song that came to my mind. That's I like that how you said first Noel. That's kind of funny. First Noel, man. Yeah, because the, the New York Jets. I learned, bro. Hey, the, the New York Jets are looking for Santa Claus to bring them a present because I know that they don't want to continue to hang with my man, uh, Zach Wilson. I believe mm -hmm. in Zach Wilson, See but you. I'm not a Jets fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Yeah. Me, me neither, man. So, I mean. <laughs> Leave like, him in. Leave the, him the, in the there. The skies must be opening up, and they're praying to somebody, brother. Yeah. They are praying <laughs> yeah. to God because it Just, is. They're looking for answers. They are. I tell you what, answers. Mike. They, they may need. They may need another quarterback because uh, when you get uh, when you get this cowboy defense coming at his ass this weekend, uh, you may need another. You may need three quarterbacks by the time you're done here. 
and they are right, filling out uh, the resumes. That's right. <laughs> that's all for us, man. Uh, we had a great morning. Big shout out and thank you to Alex Taylor, the beat writer and cover for YO Sports. Make sure you guys give him a follow at Alex underscore M underscore Taylor 22 for all your questions about the, the Wyoming Cal folks. And now we turn it over to Harge, man. You guys know the drill. Live it, love it. We love everybody here, man. Level up, get the drub, get the dub, and enjoy the ride.